the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And that may be especially true today. <laughs> Disclaimer, this show, I don't know what today is going to bring. It would be interesting to see uh, see what happens with this one. But uh, welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's You know, it was kind of nice this morning, sunny and all, and it's clouded up. I know people are in the rain at football games and all, but uh, hey, it is what it is. If you don't like the weather here in South Carolina, wait a couple hours, it'll change. It will change. It will change. Uh, but good show today. We're going to, I'll go ahead and introduce him. We've got uh, Chris Brown from Angler's Channel and Neil Paul, a good friend from Visit Anderson. We're going to be talking about the, holy smoke, guys, what do you want to call this? The last year of turmoil in professional bass fishing? Or, or just, yeah, I mean, about right. as, the, as the world turns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It has been, it has, it, I know from our standpoint, because all three of us probably know more than we should uh, before it all happens. I know it's been a, it's been quite a year trying to see whose, whose gossip is closest to what happens. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every day we're swapping text messages on who heard what and who's doing, who's going where. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about true. I like to call it as the fish flops, Neil. <laughs> so. I, that's even, that's even better as the fish flops, but you know what? You're right. And, <laughs> and it's, it's been such, it's not just, uh, it's not just the past month with the, with the recent changes no, that I'm, no. I know we'll be, t- that I know we'll be talking about today. It really, is the culmination of really the past 12 to, to 13 months of change in the industry. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the, the discussion today. Yeah. Well, I appreciate both of you guys taking time to be here. Chris, take just a moment introduce yourself to my audience, would you please? Sure. I'm Chris Brown, uh, president of anglerschannel.com. We are a leading tournament resource for your grassroots anglers. Uh, as I say that, I'm sitting here in my in my truck at a – championship weigh-in for the Alabama Bass Trail. We do TV production and website stuff and you name it. So, But anglerschannel.com, is, uh, we've got a full tournament calendar list as well as results to back that up. And we follow all the pro stuff, but, uh, you know, we especially like the grassroots guys and the team tournament stuff. And that, that's kind of my bread and butter. So that's where I stand on all that. So. And, and that's why I have you here because I, I, I kind of ricochet off the – the bigger stuff and dabble a little bit in the in the the second tier, third tier tournament series. And I know you you got your hands on the pulse of the average Joe, and I really appreciate you being here, Neil. I, people know who you are, but but uh, take a second, and just refresh everybody's memory. Well, yeah, my, uh, thank you, Roger. My name's Neil Paul. I'm the executive director at Visit Anderson, which is the convention and visitors bureau for Anderson County in uh, South Carolina. But also we. Uh, assist with the, the county in managing the green pond landing facility and um and, and the tournaments that that come to lake hartwell so um are very involved with uh, anderson county and green pond landing and i all the scheduling of the uh, tournaments and and the contracts and events that 
that lead to those events there at um, at Green Pond come right through Visit Anderson, and and we've become partners with with Chris at, at Angler's Channel, just like we're partners with you uh, at uh, Woods and Water, and it's just it's a great relationship, and it's helped us not only promote our lake and our facilities, but our community as well. And that's why I wanted you here, Neil, because you have a totally different take on this. You're you're looking at all three of these tours from a host uh, perspective, and that's something that I know Chris doesn't have and I surely don't have, although I get enough through the back door from you about what it's like. But uh, but you offer a completely different angle on all the, any of this than, than most of us have heard about. It's uh and and it's been an interesting year that way. It's uh you know a little bit of a little bit of uh the more things change the more they stay the same. Um but also some change and then also from not just as a host community but we have a couple of different anglers that fish professionally that we work with on an individual basis that the change has affected us in uh, in different ways as well. So I'm looking forward to talking about that today. Absolutely. Well, Chris, if you ever come up to Lake Hartwell, we we are improving Green Pond Landing and 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 down in Anderson, and I understand we have red and green landing lights down there now. Oh wow, that red is, and green landing lights. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> our uh, our actually our public our and and I have to give the credit to him. Our public works uh, director actually found a an Asian company that produces these um, LED ramp lights. And so uh, the county went in and bought uh, a series of red and green uh, uh, lights that were installed recently at Green Pond along the uh, ramps uh, at the landing. And so we now have lighted. It looks like a runway. <laughs> I told you. Uh, to be honest with you. I was going to ask, are we going to have any planes, like, inadvertently land on the ramp or something? Or what's going to happen here? Well, that depends well, on well, if I do another it, flyover or not. It's funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. It's it's funny you say that because the lake's about five and a half feet down right now with the with the dry uh, summer and fall that we've had. Yeah. The lake's about the lake's about five and a half feet down. So more of the lights are exposed out of the water. So it that way, I mean it kind of does look like a runway when you come by it. Might take you back to okay, what so was, these. Go ahead, Chris. So these run into the water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. Well, well, they don't run, don't, well, they, they uh-huh. don't run into the water right now, but when the lake comes back up, they will be in the water, yes. Well, don't want anybody from Alabama to come over there, then, because they're really <laughs> going to have problems. So. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, it, it's really going to be nice because now, I mean, you turn all the lights on the truck off, not just the headlights to dim or whatever, and back in because you won't need those lights anymore. That's true. Well, I'll be I'll be honest with you. The, the, the thing that, and on a serious note, and we all joke about it, but on a serious note, the thing that that sort of led us down this path was when the the water level is down at the lake, whether it's due to a drawdown or just a, a, a lack of rain, which is what we're experiencing now. Um, the 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 green the benefit of Green Pond is that it offers the deepest launch lanes on Lake Hartwell. Sure. But the, the downside to that is when you do have a, a, a period of without rain like we've had now and the lake levels drop from from when you pull your truck into the launch area to launch your boat, you can't see the ramp right. until you back up. Yep. And, so as, and so the lights were installed really as a, a mechanism to, 
to further assist the anglers in the launch process. So uh, we've had a lot of fun with it. It's it's fairly new. We launched the uh, we have the Bass Nation Championship here in a little over a week, November sixth through the eighth. Uh, we'll have the Bass Nation Championship here, and those that will be really the first tournament that gets to go out of Green Pond and experience the uh, the new lights. Chris, you ever make it up here to cover any tournaments or anything? Other I than do, the and actually. Yeah, actually, part of our business, we do some work with uh, WCCP and in, uh, in Clemson. So yeah. we, uh, I'm there quite a bit. And um, matter of fact, my producer for our TV show, we were looking at Neil's calendar uh, just yesterday. So we'll actually have a TV crew there for the nation championship, and we'll uh, we'll have a crew there for some other events coming up. So yeah, we we I tell you what, I always say this. I say this on my own show too on our podcast for English Channel that. If I didn't live in Alabama, that uh, Lake Hartwell, Anderson County, and Clemson, that would be another place that I would certainly see myself living. It is is a cool place. That is for certain. We've got about a minute left. Uh, You guys hang on. I want to take just a minute um, before this break. Just a personal note, uh, a couple weeks ago we lost Coach Lucas. Uh, he, He coached us through high school, called us a bunch of weenies, and uh He's in heaven now, and Coach, we miss you. But uh, there are a lot of guys out here my age who are not weenies because of you. So we appreciate it. Guys, hang on. We're going to take a break. When we uh, come back, we'll get into this MLF, Bass, FLW, Quagmire, and see what happens. I was chasing your direction. I was telling you no lie. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Let's jump in this. Uh, if you're listening I was going to say we'd take some calls, but I don't want to infringe on these guys' time and, and calls. But if you want to text in a question, if, you, if you're listening and you hear something or you want us to talk about something, if we have time to get to it, can't make any promises, uh, the text line is 877-235-9405. If you text in, it'll pop up on my little queue over here, and, and we'll try to get to it if we can. But uh, this is uh, – I invited these two guys in because I wanted to hear their opinion, and I'll give mine as we go along. But uh, – Let's get started, Chris. What a when uh, when I we got together on this thing and and I hope you had a good time on your cruise. We did, thank okay. you. All right, had a good time on the cruise. Um, <laughs> well, kind of what I want to do is is have you bring a couple of thoughts to the table, throw them out there, and then uh, you know give your opinion, get Neil and get me, and and Neil, I ask you to do the same thing. So, Chris, I, I think uh, we'll le- let you lead off. So, what in this whole mess is one of the the top things for you? Well, it's it's really quite a kind of funny and kind of interesting. Um, you know, you, you read the press release, and we get the press releases, and we get everything, and we see them. And you know, I think one of the first things is going back to a year ago, uh, fourteen months ago, whatever it was, when all of this MLF best post tour stuff, when it all came up and started. Um, I'll be the first to to step on the bus, and if not drive the bus, and say I'm not a fan wasn't a fan. Uh, I was open to it. I, I watched it. We covered it. We did everything we were supposed to do uh, as as Anger Channel and as, as we normally do with events throughout the year. But I just, I've never been a big fan of the six-day, the the different rounds. The, it's confusing to me. It's confusing to our, to our, uh, to our readers, our listeners, our viewers. And so when the, the, 
I guess the rumors of them purchasing or acquiring FLW came up, I immediately just kind of thought, Lord, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm I'm going to step off on this and say I'm still not a huge fan of MLF Bass Pro Tour. That's just me personally. Okay. Um, as as the disclaimer read at the beginning of the show, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, but but I'm a fan of fishing, and I'm a fan of pro fishing, and I'm a fan of as I sit here at a team trail championship, and I know we all see these events, and Neil's going to host a bunch of these events, that if they, you know, them acquiring FLW, the the stuff that stood out to me in the press release was, you know, a quote by Boyd Duckett that said, this is not, no. capital letters, a hostile takeover, right? right? And so that immediately throws everybody on the defensive right there. That, okay, well, this, it's you know, you're going to say that out loud, well, then what is it? Sure. And so you read about it a little more, and you look at it a little more. And I, I, I went fishing with a Bass Pro Tour angler who has had success at FLW and at Bass and, you know, and now at Bass Pro Tour. Fished with him for a little while one day this summer after the season was over, and I just kind of quizzed him a little bit about it. And he, and he made the comment to me, and I'm not going to say his name or anything, but he made the comment to me, and he said, you know, Right now, this is back in July, right now as the Bass Pro Tour sat, they were nothing but a quote-unquote good old boys club because they did not have a qualifier. Right. And I agreed with that. Sure. The way they handpicked guys from FLW and Bass Pro and and Elites, it was a good old boys club. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way the guys left. I didn't like the way things happened. But that was just my own personal opinion. But – if they can truly, some of the changes they've made with, you know, the what used to be the Costas and, and then the lowering of the entry fees and the BFLs, right. I'd kind of bounce around a little bit. But that has always, and I've always said this, and I've said it publicly and on my show and on our website and other places, that FLW has always been the place where you can go from having, you know, being successful in a team tournament environment to taking the step to the Proco format in the BFL. Sure. And you have success there. Then you go to the Costas, have success, and then you go to the Tour. Right. That's always been the easiest stepping stone. Now, I love Bass. I love the Opens. I love the Elite Series. love the Nation. But the the path has always been very laid out for you at FLW. If MLF doesn't screw that up, then, then, I'll, then we'll be okay. Am I a fan of Bass Pro Tour? No, I'm still not. But it is what it is. But the changes they made in this recent 24-page proposal <laughs> or presentation they gave out the other day yeah. that I was really surprised when I saw it at 5 in the morning when it came across my email. But the changes they made, you know, going back to a four-day, five-fish tournament and not totally confusing the life out of everything, Right. I've got a little bit of faith in them. Am I excited about it? You know, the the upper echelon of that, not exactly, but it is what it is. That's just my opinion. So that's, I mean, I'm excited about a good part of it, but I'm I'm still skeptical at the same time. And, and, when, and when Chris talks about going back, the first press release that came out of F- MLF after acquiring FLW was they were going to take it to a six, they were going to take MLF format, six days, and oh, it was going to be a hybrid. Yeah. The first three days were going to be first five fish, biggest five fish, the last Two days were going to be cut fields, MLF. The last day would be a uh, MLF format thing. So, yeah, it has – they have backed it up a little bit. Uh, now, the question I got for you – well, I'll tell you what, Neil, 
you you uh you chime in on this one because I I've heard this from you numerous times. Now it's your time to tell everybody else. Well, and and I'll go back and kind of echo some of the things Chris said a year ago when this started. Because understand this, I mean, take take me personally outside of the take, take me personally out of the equation, and let's just talk about this from a pure host community uh, representative standpoint. From you know the, the the big question, the big thing we got a year ago when the when the when the whole original change took place was how is this going to affect the various tournament trails how is it going to affect flw because some flw guys left and went to the bp tour how is this going to affect bass because some guys left the elite series uh, a, a lot of guys left the elite series to go to the bp tour and then how is the bp tour going to shake out now from the bp standpoint i will tell you that much like chris i'm i'm not a fan but but at the same time, and I reassure our folks here all the time, what Neil Paul thinks personally is going to be different from what Neil Paul does professionally. I still feel like I that, that I can separate my personal feelings from my professional feelings and that when it becomes a professional conversation that I will separate how I feel and do what's best for the community and for the lake and our facilities all day long. But having said that, We've we've had a great history and a great relationship here in Anderson and Lake Hartwell with FLW. We've had the same thing with Bass. I think moving after last year's change, I think FLW had a good year. You know, you had a guy like David Dudley who's I think won more money than anybody in FLW history won the Angler of the Year. So you had uh, a guy that had was steadfast in and stuck by FLW through the change, one angler of the year. You had a guy like Brian Thrift who had been an FLW guy along and along win the FLW Cup. So FLW had some consistency there that they could hang their hat on with two guys that kind of carried the torch for them through the year in in David Dudley and in Brian Thrift. Bass, uh, who had really probably the biggest hurdle to overcome in this change, I think they uh, embraced it uh, full speed ahead, and I think – the numbers spoke for themselves. I think it's probably the most, and folks at Bass would tell you, it's probably the most successful elite series season that they've had in a in a very long time. Uh, you had a guy, and, and interestingly enough, a guy like Scott Canterbury uh, comes over from FLW and wins Angler of the Year. Uh, Scott's a guy that's well-liked across the board by everyone. I've not heard anybody ever say anything negative about Scott Canterbury, and he had a tremendous year and well-deserving of the AOI. Same thing for Ott Defoe. Ott's a guy that left the Elite Series to go to the BP Tour but came back and competed in the Classic and won the Classic. And I think you'd have to search far and wide to find somebody that's not a fan of, of Ott Defoe. So I think that Bass, from the opening event of the year at, at Palatka when Rick Clun won and they had excellent crowds, right on through the end of the year when Canterbury sealed up the AOI, I think Bass made the most that they could make of a transition year and just completely uh, – somebody at Bass told me – I'll sum it up by saying this. Somebody at Bass told me a year ago uh, after the change took place, he said, you know what, we're going to find out through this transition. <laughs> if the anglers make – if the anglers make the uh, – the, the, uh, if the anglers make the organization or the organization makes the anglers – and I think that uh, 
we found through this year that the organization definitely uh, makes the anglers. Now, how does that, you know, how does that transition to us as a host community? One of the things that when you fast forward a year to the recent change that you brought up and that, that even uh, Chris discussed with um, MLF's recent, recent purchase, and let's understand, you know, some people keep calling this a merger. This was not a merger between FLW and MLF. The truth of the matter is, and, and I have a lot of friends at FLW, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but had MLF not stepped in and bought FLW, I, we don't know how much longer FLW would have been able to continue to operate in the current structure that they operate. So this was a purchase. It was not a merger. Uh, F, you know, uh, MLF has bought FLW. So the, the next question was, how does this affect the, the current situation that we have? And in our case, we have five event contracts or five contracts with FLW in 2020. So this was something that, for me and my standpoint, I was paying very close attention to and how it was going to affect us as a host community. I've shared this with you off off the air. I've shared this with Chris. That the, the thing that that probably my heart goes out to the the guys at FLW, the guys like a Brian Thrift, like a Brian Latimer, who we work with, who's local to Anderson County, and some of the other guys. You know, these guys didn't get a say. They didn't get a vote in this situation. And those guys, you know, they went to bed one night as professional anglers at FLW and woke up the next day following the purchase as, you know, in, in a lot of people's eyes considered a AAA or minor league anglers, and they're not. These guys are professionals in the truest sense, but the public perception is now with the recent purchase that they're considered minor leaguers. So that's kind of a side note. My heart goes out. Uh, to those guys, and obviously we're going to continue. I've assured Brian uh, Latimer that we're going to continue our relationship with him and continue to support him and work with him in any way possible. But as a host community, kind of to circle back now, as a host Hurry community, <laughs> well, as a, as a host community, how this thing plays out has a big effect on us because now you've taken an event that was four days, made it six days, which costs more money to yeah. a host community. But now they've switched it back, so there's still a lot of questions. We still have more questions than answers, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. Good discussion. Next one will go just as fast, I'm sure. All right, hang on, folks, through the break. We'll be back after the break. Now I'm hoping, hoping Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Here with Chris Brown from Anglers Channel, Neil Paul from Visit Anderson. Chris, you mentioned something. I want to ask. I want to get one of my questions in here, and it just so happens that sure. you 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 said it. it is not a hostile takeover. And we've hinted around in some of the conversation already today about the way things were done with the folks folks leaving Bass, and let's just out with it. I mean, the it seemed like there was a core group of anglers who, for some reason or another, just are. Still out, I think, out to take bass out of it, uh, to do whatever they can to hurt bass, and and I think it's I think we'll all agree with that. That's pretty common sentiment out there amongst some of the people that we know. Would it? Let me ask you each of this, and and make this answer as short as possible, so we can get on other stuff. Chris first, and Neil. Would this have been easier to understand? And even though maybe we may not have still liked the format personally. 
Would it have been easier if this had been done differently a year ago or yes. or 18 months ago? Yes, I think it would. Um, there was such a mass exodus, and things changed so fast. And I think a lot of us, we don't like change. So it kind of freaked a lot of people out, uh, a lot of fans out. And you got a lot of folks that like the BPT, the BPT format and got a lot of folks that don't. Uh, for, for me and some of our guys, a lot of it's confusing. Once they get some of that stuff ironed out, it may be a little better. But, you know, it, it I think it could have been handled a lot of different ways and probably could have been handled a little bit differently 18 months ago. So Neil? Agreed. Um, I just, again, I think it, it could have been handled differently. I think that the, the whole, the, the way it was presented to us and the way it was handled last year was it was kind of a uh, us against bass kind of deal and i don't think that uh I, I i think that if it had it been handled a different way you would have probably seen a different outcome but because it was an us against them uh the way it was handled in kind of that mentality it sort of if you were a, a staunch supporter or somebody that had had really been involved with bass um I think you kind of took it personal, and, and 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 it didn't necessarily have to be that way. Gotcha, Chris. What else you got? Well, I and, well, <clears throat> I got a lot, but it's just it's like, <laughs> which uh, which road you want to go down. It's no, you know, you. It, it's funny because I get I get a lot of comments on, and again, you know, like, like Neil said earlier in, in, in his comments, and, and, you know, I'll say it again, is all this is, you know, my personal opinion, how I feel about it. I, I've worked for Bass. Uh, I've spent, a, you know, quite a while there going to elite events, going to Opens, going to Nation events. I have fished FLW events. I've fished BFLs and, and been to tour events and Cups and you know, each tournament organization has has their pros and cons. That's just the way it is. That's anywhere in anything. And, um, it, you know, it's just when FLW made, you know, announced their schedule back last year, 2018, or 2019, and they implemented some changes to their points and implemented some changes to the things they were going to do to qualify. Right. It, in my mind, it really stepped up as – Hey, we're we're trying to play and be big time, and and they and they did, and it really made them seem a little more legitimate in terms of you can't just pay to play and get into the tour and things right. like that, and so it kind of got me excited and a lot of other folks, but then they go and they you know they raise the entry fees on the BFLs and they they screw some other stuff up, so it's one step forward, two steps back, um, you know the, the with the acquisition. Uh, from MLF and then, you know, lowering entry fees on both, I guess, whatever the Costa series will be. And then the BFLs bringing those back down. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to still be excited about there if it's handled the right way. Um, and that's my biggest thing. And Neil, I know you deal with this, with the, with the, you know, the CDB side and the green pond side and, and bringing tournaments in. If, you know, being transparent, communicating with everybody, keeping things up front, and then, um, you know, just doing it the right way and keeping it growing and not screwing it up, then, you know, I think they'll be okay. But uh, that's just kind of, you know, my two cents there. It, it's funny, though, real quick, it's yeah. funny how, and it, and somebody made this comment on our Facebook page on another story that 
for the last 18 months, it's been five fish is bad. And I only bought FLW, five fish is something good again, <laughs> you know. So that's well, just, right, I'll just, I'll throw that out there. Well, so, let me, all right, but, let me, let me ask you this then. Because we know, we know now that FLW, the way it's set up, uh, it all feeds into the MLF tour, the BPT tour. You know, you don't have a cup anymore to qualify for. You know, the tour level is now the FLW Pro Circuit. The Coasters are now the FLW Series. Uh, so they've made right. some changes there. Um, oh, gosh, don't tell me I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> but I did. Oh, gosh, you got to hate live radio. Well, well listen, I'll jump in jump there in. while you're trying to find your train of thought. Go ahead. Uh to piggyback on something Chris said, from a host community standpoint, when the recent announcement with the acquisition came out, we were tickled to death to find out about the Costa announcements and the Costa improvements as well as the BFL improvements. To be completely honest with you, and I'm not telling you something that I haven't told FLW directly in conversation, the year that we just had with the BFLs, we just hosted four BFLs at Green Pond right. uh, this year. Two one-day tournaments back in the spring and two-day fall tournaments in September. And our numbers were the worst they've ever been since we've been hosting BFLs. So what FLW, the, as the two steps back, uh, as Chris referred to it as a few minutes ago, we felt the effects of the two steps back because our numbers, we ran – Two and three years ago, we were running 135 to 150 boats per tournament on the BFL level on an average. Right. Um, and this year, we struggled to get 60 boats. So we felt uh, those two steps back. So the positive changes that were announced uh, moving forward, I'm very excited about because I feel like it's going to give us a chance to raise our numbers again. And when we host tournaments, obviously for me, at Visit Anderson and at Lake Hartwell in Anderson County, we're based on, you know, one of the big things we get evaluated on is is numbers. Right. And, and and if, if folks are – if if we have 150, 160 boats in a tournament, those are numbers that give us tangible uh, results when we evaluate the, the success of an event in our community. I know one of the big things that the BP Tour and the folks at MLF have been selling – to communities is television time and that's just frankly not something that's been a successful situation for us you know i as i've told those folks and i'll tell the listeners uh to this show we've got paperwork and we've got numbers from the corps of engineers as you know lake Hartwell's a corps of engineer lake we've got numbers from the corps of engineers that say ten and a half million people utilized lake Hartwell in 2018 and to put that in a numerical perspective uh, ten and a half million people at Lake Hartwell. If Lake Hartwell was a national park, it'd be the second most visited national park in America. Uh, just recently, we were named by Airbnb as one of the uh, top ten locations worldwide for growth in terms of uh, Airbnb bookings. Um, a lot of that attributes to uh, to fishing from the standpoint that a lot of folks are coming here renting homes on the lake. Uh, we've achieved a 247% growth from a year ago. That that number is number eight in the world through Airbnb, number one in the United States of America. So my thing to FLW recently and to MLF was we don't have a visitor problem here in Anderson. We have people that are already coming here. So the television thing is not something – that, that is a big uh, seller for us 
We're more interested in the tangible results, the people, the boots on the ground, the people in our community. So the positive changes that we see that they've made to the uh, coasts and BFLs or something, as we move forward, we're looking forward to because we feel like it's going to generate more people in our community. Chris, I kind of I kind of got my train of thought back here for you. Um, with the with the the now the changes to the coasts and the, FL, uh, the FLW series and the BFLs lower entry fees and more division mm-hmm. of the coasts. You got your kind of. Are there guys out there who are content with fishing those BFLs year after year after year because that's as far as they want to go with it? No, I, matter of fact, a very good friend of mine <clears throat> fished the BFLs again this year. Uh, here in Alabama, and uh, and you know when they announced the schedule a couple of days ago for the FLW series and the different things, his immediate thought was, "What division of the BFL can I fish?" And maybe now I'll go fish one or maybe two divisions of these FLW series because the entry fees are decent. There's three events plus a championship. So there's an opportunity for him to do a little more, and he just finished up t- a team tournament last year with his son, and now he's gone off into fishing, you know, the, the pro coast stuff. Okay. Where you know, so there's an opportunity for him to to, to do more. I think that expanded those expanded divisions uh, across the country and lower entry fees. That's gonna you know entice some guys to to try to do some different things. So. Do you think real quick because we got about a minute left? Do you think? Do you think that not having a cup or a championship, I guess they have an anger of the year championship or whatever, and being a feeder of the BPT, do you think that's going to suppress any guys trying to go further than the Costa Series? Or will you still get guys wanting to go fish the top tour at FLW? I think you, you you still got guys. You got a. It's probably not as many as what there used to be, but yeah. you still got a pretty good percentage of guys that want to go fish that. Um, and, you know, try to qualify for just to see what they can do and, and see how far they can go with it. Not having a cup bothers me. It, yeah. it, it really kind of hurts my heart. That was a great event. And, um, right. you know, you got you got to be happy for Brian Thrift who finally That's got it. the win on that one. All right. So, you know. Break time. We'll be back after the break, everybody. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's been a... It's been a good one. I enjoy listening to other people's uh, opinions and, and their thoughts because I think a lot of us get in our own little section of the world and and uh, don't have enough time to really talk. But I know the three of us talk a lot, the two of us talk a lot. Neil, I'm, I'm going to go to you first, and, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I don't want to have to uh, I don't want to have to call you down like I have had to call down Gettys Brandon on this show. <laughs> so I'm listening. So so. <laughs> So I'm going to ask a question, and I want you to quickly answer. And it's it, but do it just as quick as you can, so Chris has his time to do it. All right. Going forward, based on a year of experience we've got with bass and MLF and FLW, we might might not know enough about to really say this, but is there anything that bass, MLF, and we'll throw FLW out? Is there anything they need to do differently going forward? I'll answer that very short, very quickly. Um, I think Bass, uh, from their standpoint, I think they need to continue doing what they're doing to make their product better. I think their product was really good this year, but I don't think they need to sit on their, rest on their laurels right now. I think they need to continue to communicate 
with our anglers, can continue to communicate with their host communities to continue to find ways to make that product better. It can all. It, we're in a situation now that I think if you're if you're sitting idle, you're moving backwards. So I think as long as they continue to push forward and try to make it better, I think they will make it better. Uh, that's what I would say about bass. I think to the major league fishing, uh, even to the FLW component, the one thing that I would say, I think that the changes that FLWs made regarding the coasters and BFLs, even with the addition of divisions, are going to be positive for host communities like myself because it's going to give us a better opportunity and more opportunities to grow uh, the, the presentation of our communities and our facilities. And from an MLF standpoint, honestly, I think they need to uh, find another uh, – TV doesn't need to be their only selling point. I think they've got to find something that they can offer host communities um, uh, outside of the TV component that can be viewed and, and seen as a positive for a host community other than, hey, you're going to be on TV and seen by A, B, and C. And, um, that's and, just, just in a, in a quick answer, um, that's, that's sort of how I feel about that. And I can take away from that, that you want something lakeside that you can prevent, present as a host thing that's, Hey, come out and watch what's happening very, mornings very, and evenings. Very, very much so. And just okay. real quickly, when, when the initial change was announced at FLW, that events were going from four days to six days, I had, and then obviously changed back to four days. I had three days worth of conversations with folks at FLW and right. came away from all three of those conversations with the understanding that there would not be any type of Lakeside Expo uh, sponsor activation that we would be able to engage our community with. And so much of what we do here in Anderson is based on community engagement. So that was something that was a real, uh, uh, I guess, for lack of better words, that was a negative uh, to the change that we saw that we weren't going to chance going to have a chance to have lakeside activation. Good job, Geddes. All right, Chris, here go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I take a, I think I take offense for that Geddes comment. So I, I I'm going to you know I agree with Neil in, in a lot of areas there. You know, Bass has got a great product. Um, I think that you know there were a handful of guys that probably needed to go. Uh, from Bass as far as on the, on the Elite Series, and we lost a lot more than what they anticipated uh, to go. But the new blood that came in, uh, the new angers that came in, have really made that product good. It made for an exciting year for live. I mean, Neil, your own Brandon Cobb went into events this year was great. And watching watching those guys grow uh, and watching that young blood really, really do well, I was excited about that. But like Neil said, they don't need to still sit on their laws and, and, and let things just happen. They need to continue to grow that product. Uh, I had a, a good friend of mine on our show a couple weeks ago talking about the Opens. He wished they'd go back to more divisions, um, less events, so a three-event deal and, and more divisions. Um, I know our folks out west would love to see you know an Open yes. come out there again. So yep. I'd like to see I'd like to see expansion from that. Obviously, FLW is doing that now. With I'd like to see that grow a little more. FLW, um, you know, I'm excited about, I, as I said in the earlier segment, I'm excited about some changes there, the more retro fees and BFLs. Same thing here in Alabama. We saw a decreased participation in a lot of, a lot of those uh, events. Because of that, I'd like to see, you know, I, I'm excited to see how that goes. 
if if FL, if MLF can take the FLW product that they have and they can continue to improve upon it and not you know try to drastically change it all at one time, just little bits here, little bits there, and you know put the emphasis behind it and really involve the grassroots guys, then you know I think it could be really really good. I do. As far as the MLF Bass Pro Tour goes. You know, a lot of our le- uh, listeners, readers, viewers, you know, they talk about it being a dink fest and this and that, and I've poked fun of it a lot. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just it's what we do. But, you know, they could raise that, you know, that uh, that minimum weight, you know, from a pound to two pounds. They could change it because it really changes the strategy on how those guys will fish and how they, how they, how they go to a lake. So, and with that, you know, a little more, uh, structure around, you know, the cups. I know there's a lot of made-for-TV stuff, but um, I'm excited about some of the changes with FLW and some of their staff getting involved. Uh, I'm excited some of the, you know, the press communication that we've seen the past few weeks has been really good. So some of that excites me. I'd like to see some changes on the Bass Pro Tour to make it a little more exciting in terms of bigger fish. Uh, but, you know, those are my two cents personally from there. So, You know, uh, Neil didn't go to an MLF event. Chris, did you go to any of the uh, the regular season t- events? I, I did not. One of my one of the guys that works for us went to the Smith Lake event and spent a lot of time on the water. Okay. Um, but did not. And, and one of my guys went to the uh, the event up in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and so and spent some time with some anglers up there. So, me personally, I have not been to one. I know you went to one. Yeah, so. I went to the Kissimmee one in Florida, and it was. You know the the on the water is just the same. You know we're watching, we're, we're following guys fishing and watching them catching all. Uh, but the the lakeside activation just you know was nothing there. Now I understand in a couple of years they're supposed to have a big expo at the Red Crest and all. So we'll see how that comes along. Let me ask you each both this question: Do you think within the next couple of years, do you think the FLW, even though they backtracked and make it five fish, do you think they're going to stick with that? Or do you think in the next couple of years you might see it go to an MLF format? Gosh, I hope it stays with, with, with the way it is because right now and in the foreseeable future, that's the way our grassroots guys fish is a five fish limit. Uh, and I, I understand the conservation standpoint of the, of the MLF format. Uh, but you know, I, I, I really hope it stays by fish personally. Neil. Uh, me too. I, I think that, uh, the, the five fish format is, is just what everybody and, and what most, I mean, when you look at our high school and college series events, and when you look at even a lot of the grassroots programs, that's still the program that they follow. And, and that's still the thing that draws people out. And again, I've, I guess if I've said it once, I've said it two or three times in the course of this show. I mean, for us as a host community, we're evaluated so much based on the the foot traffic that we get at our events and and things. And people come out to see the five biggest bass weighed in. I mean, listen, I I can go out on Lake Hartwell because I do it all the time. And I can catch a bunch of, uh, of uh, keep, keeper fish, and nobody, and nobody comes out. Nobody comes out to watch me fish. So, um, but you know, I, and I and I say that kind of in jest. But but the the thing is, I mean, we've never, you know, I I feel very comfortable and very confident in the different organizations, the conservation plan that they have in place, whether it's MLF, 
FLW or Bass. Uh, but but again, so much of how we're evaluated is based on foot traffic, and 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 the proven product so far has been people come out to see the five biggest bass weighed in, and I hope it stays that way. You know, real quick, real, real fast, I would like to see, I would like for it to stay five fish as well, like I said, but maybe there's an increased um, opportunity for education with high school and college kids and even, you know, the grassroots guys on conservation and yeah. on taking care of your fish. And I'd, like, I'd like to see events that maybe happen in the summertime that are hot, maybe go to a three-fish limit like we do here locally um, versus a five on some of those deals. So. And, and, and you know what? Here's the thing, Roger. I would add this real quick before, before I know we run out of time. <laughs> Two here's minutes. The thing. Ten, but here's the thing. Ten years ago, yeah. nobody was talk. Nobody was talking about this stuff. Now here we are, sure. and we're having these kinds yeah, of conversations. Right. And somewhere along the way, as hard as it is to have these conversations, and people take sides, and people have opinions, and things like that, it's growing our sport, and the growth of our sport is good. So. I think when we look back in 10 years from where we're at today, I think the sport will be in, much, uh, in a much better place than it is even, even today. So I think, you know, some of these, these pains that we're having to get through now are going to reflect a better product as we all move forward. Chris? For everybody, I agree. Yeah, for everybody, I agree. I think, if, I think you know, iron sharpens iron, and I think, you know, what MLF is doing, obviously, with the acquisition of FLW and then, you know, um, you know, what, what Bass is trying to do and, and the young people coming in there and the things happening, it just makes everybody better. And um, I hope it continues to be that way. I hope we can get over this, you know, trying to – one, trying to be better than the other and, and competing. Obviously, it's a competing product, but trying to, you know, run one in the ground. Let's, let's all work to, to, to make the sport grow and grow it the right way. So, Absolutely. Great conversation. I think probably in what – I don't know, March or so, we need to get in and have another one of these and, and see how the first part of the year's come in. Because sure. you know, we have up to. we don't have a we don't have an MLF schedule quite yet. I know we have an FLW, we have a bass and uh wow. Well Neil, yeah. I'll uh Neil will be together at CIFA starting tomorrow through Tuesday. Chris, I wanted to say publicly thank you for taking us out to dinner at the cup in Hot Springs last year. This past August, <laughs> that was a ball, a blues club of all places. That was a great time, great time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun that night. So. Well, guys, I appreciate it, Chris. Uh, if you want to, people, if you want to keep up with with uh, a lot of fishing, anglerschannel dot com is where you need to go. Uh, appreciate yep. you being on the show, and let's do this again, fellas. Man, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. All right, yeah, y'all have a good one. All right, people, as always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can, and don't forget the camera. See you back next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Get me from behind, I'm gone to Carolina.